imagine this. Christmas festivals, astronomy, celestial beings, the Christmas star. Welcome to the Our Family TV podcast, where we talk about family-friendly television entertainment the whole family can watch together. Today, I'm very excited to introduce my special guest co-host, Joyce Margaret Keeler. Joyce and I go back to the very first Hardy's party that she put together, and we had that back in uh, May of 2014. We were also the very first Hardys that got to be on the set up in um, Vancouver, and we worked together on the first five uh, Hardy's family reunions, and um, as a career, uh, Joyce was a nurse, and I'm just so excited to uh, touch bases with Joyce on this movie. So welcome, Joyce. Thank you very much for inviting me. This is, I told you I'm going into this with great trepidation, but I enjoyed the movie, and I enjoyed talking to you, so I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. So the movie that we're talking about, of course, includes Daniel Lissing, which we've had the pleasure of meeting numerous times through um, When Calls the Heart and various other things, different uh, film festivals and concerts and, (laughs) you know, the Hardy's family reunions and so forth on set. Yeah, lots of times. But um, so the movie that uh, Daniel recently um, starred in was called A Christmas Star. And he played Ryan Sparks. It also starred, the movie also starred Sarah Canning as Madeline Baggett. And a newcomer, Juliet Hawk, played Ryan's daughter, Celeste. This movie was directed by Jessica Harmon. And executive produced by Brad and Susie Cravoy. And Daniel Lissing was also listed as an executive um, producer. And... There were a number of other producers, as I'm noticing more and more with these movies, that there's just like there's like a dozen producers for these movies. And so, but it seems like Brad uh, is involved in all of the GAC ones so far. So, so that's kind of cool. And this was a story by Lori Hope and Ross Mahelko. So I'm going to provide a brief uh, movie summary. An astronomer, Madeline Baggett, searches for life beyond Earth, and when she believes she's found the new meteor shower, she convinces her boss to allow her to travel to a small hamlet in upstate New York named Summit View, where the scientist hopes to capture a -a once-in-a-lifetime event. If that happens, her responsibility will be to document it and to recommend a place for the new observatory. With refractors and telescopes, Madeline arrives and sets up in Summit View, where she meets widowed National Park Ranger Ryan Sparks and his young daughter Celeste. Now, Ryan is about to lose his park ranger job because of a lack of funding. Now, in order to get to Porter's Peak, which is where she needs to take the telescope, they have to go by horseback, and they have to, like, tow the the telescope um, the horse basically tows the, the telescope like on a sled. And so they go up there. On the first night, uh, she realized that the town's Christmas festival lights were too bright. So she had to convince the town council to turn the lights off from like 8 to 9 o'clock for a period of five days until the meteor shower came. So that was my brief summary. And so we're going to have a series of questions. So I'm going to ask Joyce some questions. So I'm going to listen to Joyce's answer, and then I'll go ahead and respond with my own. So my very first question is, um, Joyce, what did you like best about the movie and why? 
Okay. Well, the basic thing is, of course, I love Daniel Lipsing and anything he did. But aside from that, I really liked the, the family connection. There were so many instances throughout where he's braiding her hair, which was his own idea, where they're always, you know, they discuss Celeste's mom and that she's the brightest star out there. And throughout the movie, there's been several, you know, comments about that, um, that they share those memories that Ryan's mom is the one who runs the inn. She immediately thinks that as a potential matchmaker for Ryan and Madeline. And then when he's losing his job and his father, they have a father-son talk. And then throughout the movie, there are so many adorable father-daughter's books. Celeste and Ryan just look at each other and it just seems so real and that's, you know, there's a romance in it, the rom-com, but I like the family connections throughout the movie. Mm. Yeah, no, that that's really good. I, I really thought they, um, this newcomer, Juliet, did a great job of playing Celeste and yeah, those were, there were so many good moments in that movie. I think I really enjoyed the parallel of the three kings referencing the three wives, wise men um, looking for the North Star and the three stars of Orion's belt, how it tied into Christmas. And um, there was a line also at the beginning of the movie when Madeline first got to the Gingerbread Inn and she had mistakenly made reservations for the following year. And Ryan says, there's no room in the inn. <laughs> and then Celeste that asks, great. yeah, Celeste asks if she can stay in the barn. <laughs> so, so that was, yeah, that yeah, was pretty great. funny. And of course, uh, clearly referencing the story of Jesus' birth. And um, Ryan also made a comment about he came humbly to represent all people. And I want to say, yes, Jesus did. And um, I also like how they emphasize that being an astronomer required a lot of education and math skills, and that inspired Celeste to improve those skills. Celeste just thought it was about having fun. Like her and her dad, they, you know, looked, and this really started with her mom as well. They all looked at the stars through the telescope. And so, so Celeste really did it for fun. Um, and I think when she met Madeline, she realized, well, you know, Madeline had to put in a lot of education um, and work into getting to where, you know, she was. And I thought it was interesting that Madeline's boss uh, told her that she needed to stop looking at everything like an equation. So, so Madeline and Celeste both enjoyed looking at the stars, but their perspective was different. You know, Madeline wanted to make a name for herself, and Celeste was inspired about one of the stars being her mom. And, um, you know, I, I think just... Uh, I, thought, I thought the way they tied you know, all of the, the dialogue and, you know, I thought the writing was pretty clever and how they did it. So I appreciated that. No, I like that too. I thought, cause it was more than just your typical rom-com romance. Mm -hmm. I thought they had so much extra in there that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Now, if you had the chance to ask a character in this movie, a question, what would it be? I thought about that over and over, and I really couldn't come up with a question for a character. I had a question for Sarah, because Sarah is new to me as an actress playing Madeline, mm -hmm. and I wanted to know if she knew anything or much about anything about astronomy before she took this role, because she had to get a lot, you know, very technical in it, 
And I thought that was very interesting. So that was that was the question that I would have wanted to ask would be Sarah. Okay. I wanted to ask Ryan if he didn't if he loses his job. He said he'd probably work around the inn, just what he could see himself doing at the inn. You took my question. <laughs> That's really my oh. question. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so my question was what his plans were going to be working at the Gingerbread Inn after losing his job. You know, like what would he do? Um, and would that satisfy him? Because he said he liked to be outdoors. And so I would think a lot of the work would be indoors. And so my question my, you know, secondary question would be, would he consider leaving the area um, to maybe pursue being a park ranger somewhere else? So, so we were thinking alike with respect to Ryan. No shocker there, right? Yeah, no, no shocker at all. <laughs> okay, so what about the screenwriter or director? If you had the chance to ask the screenwriter or director a question, what would it be? Well, I'd I wanted to ask them about the set decor and how they come up with that because I was fascinated by the number of lights, how decorated everything was, the outside of the inn, the inside of the inn. Even the barn was absolutely gorgeous, and it wouldn't be difficult at all to sleep over in the barn, I guess, even if she had to be in a tent to stay away from the horses, as Celeste had suggested. But even the closed ranger station had incredible lighting <laughs> and decoration. Yeah, I, I, would, I just I was, I was go ahead. fascinated. I was over the top. That's what I would ask. This is, this is who's responsible? Who makes the decision to have these massive, massive amounts of decoration? It was so gorgeous. Well, and and I would just say in the town where you're having a festival and everything, it makes sense. But I honestly have to question all of those decorations on the cabin up at Summit View. Like, first of all, do you... It was a closed cabin. And and it looked like it was actually real greenery um, that was hanging, like, along the roof line and everything like that. Um, I guess maybe if somebody was up there for the day and they were bored because they had nothing else to do, they could go out and chop down a tree and put that creatory together. But <laughs> it just didn't seem reasonable to me to have all of those decorations up there already. Because I it, agree. I you know, agree. It sounded like mm, they didn't go up there very often. So Right. It was closed for the season and then exactly. they were going to completely close it down the first of the year but i guess to have it look pretty for on set mm-hmm. they had to have it sure but, but yeah, it was over the top it was sure it was it. and i thought well maybe they could have actually spent a little bit of time together like decorating or something you know that would have been more reasonable than it already having been decorated so i'm sorry that's a little bit of a diss but <laughs> you know it yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it just didn't seem reasonable now for me the question that i would ask is the screenwriters like why did you not refer to jesus as the baby they were referring to in the story of the three wise men you just talked about the baby well you know I'm sorry, but I think that's a big oversight because if you're, you have like these kinds of references in the movie, like, do you not think that there are like Christians that are watching and like, why, why do you want to like water that down? Like, are you afraid that people would be offended by, you know, mentioning Jesus? I'm offended when you don't mention Jesus, when it's clear that's exactly who you're referring to. So 
I will say that I was not happy about that in this movie. I'm, I'm just going to say it. And I haven't said that about any yeah. movie so far this year. But when you're clearly talking about the big man, God himself, and you can't mention his mm-hmm. name, I'm a little concerned about that. So that, I'm sorry, i, I got to get I off my soapbox. I agree with you on, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you on that, but I do find that happening a lot where networks are trying to bring the Christmas story but without using the proper names. I mean, they're, they're referencing But then it's it not the Christmas story. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's not. But, it's like, it, it's right. like. But they're talking about the baby. But again, with all this political correctness that mm-hmm. people are doing, they're not yeah. saying Jesus. They're saying the baby. Right. So it, it kind of pacifies more people possibly. I, I, and I'm, I'm going to say I disagree. Fault. I think this is where they clearly make a mistake. I think there are people that are turned off when they see this because the people that are watching these shows are people that are, you're probably going to have more people that are faith-based than not because they're watching these shows because they know they're going to be safe. They're family friendly. These are church goers that are watching these movies. A lot of them. I would, I would venture to guess that a vast majority are. And I'm just saying, I think you're offending more people than you're protecting. So I'll, I'll get, I'll move on, but that's my opinion on that. (laughs) I I wouldn't disagree with you. I wouldn't disagree with you. It's just, saying it from the, looking yeah. at as devil's advocate. I understand. No, I do side. understand. But I mean, I, I, I get I it. With you. Yeah. I yeah. just, I just have a different opinion on, on that because uh, we've talked about that with when calls the heart. It's like, where's the pastor? I know the pastor's back, but right. it should have came back like, you know, season five. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So what do the main characters learn about themselves and how do they change? I think they both realize, um, Ryan realized it more so, but Madeline works, that work isn't everything. That there is, you know, it shouldn't be all encompassing to the exclusion of family and friends, that there has to be a balance in life. And um, Ryan does say that at the end, that his job wasn't, it was important to him, but it wasn't everything to him over, over his family, over his daughter. But I think they both realized that, you know, even though he talked, uh, Ryan talked about Sarah being so smart and all her degrees and what did he have? He was a park ranger, but that the two could get along just for their love of each other, for the, you know, caring for each other rather than, um, you know, being so focused on just one thing such as work. And, um, Sarah um, said she's always had to, oh, and then for Sarah also, she, I think she has to remember, you always have to remember to fix your spare tire once you get a flat. You know, our answers are very, very much the same, so I don't really need to reiterate all of that, but basically it was about one of the comments that she made, I thought that was um really important was that jobs are just jobs, but people are forever. And mm-hmm. I really liked that comment and that thought and that, um, because they, they both kind of did put too much emphasis on their own jobs. I mean, her wanting to make a name for herself and him 
not thinking that his like really compared to hers because she was so educated and everything, but he really enjoyed the job and it was a job. And I think again, again, like you said, at the end, they both realized that it was more about each other and about them coming together and, um, and not about the jobs. And okay. So what good insights into life are in this film? I think it's basically what we just said about that, what they discovered too, is mm-hmm. just that life needs to be a balance and you have to be dependent on family and friends. You can't just work is work, but you know, once you retire, work is gone. You still need to have those fam- that family and friends that you've cultivated throughout your life. And they have to be, you know, at least in balance, if not more important than, um, than the work. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, I, I really, <laughs> that, that's, I feel the same way. I mean, it's, it's basically, again, um, jobs are just jobs, but people are forever. So it's the people are more important than jobs. And sometimes it takes people a little while to figure that out. And um, they figured that out at the end. And that's what's uh, most important. So do you have any final thoughts about the movie? No, I thought it was great. I had not seen Sarah Canning before. I looked up her little bio on IMDb, and I haven't watched any of the things she's been in. But I really thought she was a good fit in here, and I hope GAC will um, have her in other movies. I enjoyed watching her, and I always love watching Dan Lissing. And Juliet Hoff was just a delight as a new child actor on scene. I mean, I'm sure she's done other things, but again, she's new to me. I uh, enjoyed them all. I'd like to see more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I actually hadn't, I don't recall seeing Sarah Canning work on anything either. Definitely hadn't seen Juliet. I do think this might have been her first gig. Uh, and I thought they all had good chemistry. I, I will say this, I really did like the scene with Daniel, or um, Ryan, I should say, and his dad towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, when. Yeah, I I thought that was a really good scene. I thought it was like they really made me believe that they were father and son and, you know, how they were communicating about uh, the dad shared that he knew that he was going to lose his job and then they were also talking about Madeline and I just really liked that scene. I thought it was um, very heartwarming and I enjoyed that um, very much. And I guess that's really kind of it. It was fun watching Daniel braid Celeste's hair. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, that was so sweet. It that really was. was. So sweet. It was. I yeah. I enjoyed that. Well, Joyce, when you're I, talking about the father's son, uh-huh. I could just see Jerry listening, talking to Dan. It just you said it was believable, and I, I totally agree with you. I could just see Dan's dad being there, saying those things. Hmm. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I thought it was a cute movie. I, I would definitely recommend watching it. I did like the, I did, like I said earlier, I liked that correlation between, you know, the three stars of Orion's Belt and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, the three kings, the three wise men. And again, I love the parallels with Christianity. I just, um, would hope for the future that they just fully reference that. And I would feel so much better about it because 
it's like they just didn't go far enough. I felt like they could have gone a little bit further. But the movie was was still enjoyable to watch, and so I I definitely enjoyed it. So I want to thank you, Joyce, for joining us today. Um, I've enjoyed our time together. And I don't know if, yeah, I wasn't sure if you had anything else you wanted to share or... Or that was that? No, I just, I, I did enjoy doing it as you calmed me down after <laughs> Took, we had a, a Talked you off the ledge, huh? <laughs> and, right, you did talk me off the ledge. And it was fun. I, I do enjoy these. I've listened to a few of your podcasts and they're fun. And I just, I love all these Christmas movies and just all the, the general family-friendly movies in general. I just am enjoying them and it's nice to talk about them a little bit. Yeah. And more. Yeah, we want to put we want to put those positive thoughts in our head. And I mean, I know I do. I mean, that that's really one of the reasons why I started this, because I know that like how much effort, like not effort, but whatever we fill our heads with, we tend to like we dwell on and then we can act out on. And it's like, don't we want that to be positive instead of like all the violence and everything? I just it's just not something I want to watch or I I just don't want to put that in my head. You know, I just don't. And well, it's, just, so. it's nice with, you know, Bill Abbott creating GAC. Absolutely. It's so nice having, I mean, this this year I'm overwhelmed with the Christmas movies that we can watch. And they're all, you know, all the different stations have these wonderful, wonderful movies and choices. You're not just limited to the violence. And I mean, you can watch that if you want to, but you have alternatives now more so than ever. And I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I agree. We have so many positive role models. And yeah, they might be, you know, the same old, same old, you know, the same, um, what I'm saying, but the the same outline for all of them. And you know what's going to happen at the end. But it just, they put different spins on them. And I think it's nice to have so many options. But I, you know, I don't have any little kids to watch it. But, you know, for, for families, just to watch good positive things on so many different networks now it's wonderful Mm -hmm. and I would say that you know we're talking about predictability you know um overall I do think the quality of the movies in 2021 is very good the ones that I've watched Mm -hmm. and um I I appreciate them upping their game so having some competition is a good thing and I think the movies so yeah. far in GAC family have been wonderful as well as you know there's been wonderful ones on Hallmark um, I watched oh, one on Lifetime that I reviewed with Reba McIntyre and John Schneider um, oh, that, was, that was really yes, good it was very enjoyable and then right. the Up TV yeah, with I- Small Town Christmas and Megan Alexander has been good and right. And, um, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I appreciate the opportunity. But I wanted to share on this particular movie, I actually, uh, it wasn't as predictable as what I thought. So I just presumed at the beginning of the movie that she's going to get her meteor shower. She's going to get, it's going to it's gonna be true to form or it's it's going to kind of fall into place and she was going to be right. able to get it. And, that, and she didn't do that. Like she actually she right. gave that up. That isn't what I, what I was expecting. I was expecting, of course, they'd end up together at the end, but I figured she would get the meteor shower and, and record it and, and whatever it is that she has to do, you know. And, right. um, so it was a little, a little off template. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I like that. I like that they're trying to not be so predictable. 
you know, yeah. and, and I, I do appreciate that. And there have been a number of movies yeah. on GAC where that's been the case. And so I, I, I appreciate that. Well, okay. I think, that, you know, Bill Abbott has a, a good head on him. And Absolutely. How to please his fans. Yep. He sure does. So he sure does. Well, again, thank you, Joyce. And I want to thank everyone else for listening to the Our Family TV podcast. You can find us on social media at Our Family TV. And you can email us at hello at ourfamilytv.com. We'd also appreciate a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Until we meet again, we hope you're sitting on the couch with your family, eating a big bowl of popcorn and watching a wonderful TV show. (music) 